Hey guys, it's Kiara. And welcome to Bleach. Bleach. Wow, hey guys, so... this is our party wadi cast. Yeah. Um, we're a little late. We speak and see. Yeah, it's one twenty three, and our podcast usually posts at two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. But it's okay. Who really listens to it at two? We get have like eight listeners. That's generous. Eight. Yeah, I really thought we were gonna have like three, but I really like guys. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have the podcast playing like at night time. Like that, I go to sleep and I have a playthrough. Just Kara. to give us a little extra views. I can't believe you're scamming. But it only starts, it only counts as one view because it's oh. like my same account. Okay. Like I do it on my Spotify. I listen to a different one every night. That's crazy. I can't believe you. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. I'm really just trying to make it out here. Black woman. <laughs> trying to support. I'm sorry. I want to support myself. No, no. Support this black business. Really? But... I'm going to start doing it too. But yeah, guys. That's so. Funny. Yeah, guys, really missed you guys. I feel like it's been forever since we posted. Forever. But it's really been a week. Like, we've really tried to bend on top of it. Yeah, bro, I'm ready for 2020 to be over. Yeah. I'm tired. I, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm like, I was going to say I'm happy, but I was literally, like, crying on my spam last night that I'm sad. But, like, I'm happy, guys. I'm, like, I'm not happy. I'm very happy. Like, at all. But, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah. Jesus is our shepherd. But... I'm excited for today's episode. So why aren't you happy, Anastasia? Let's start with that. I'm, I think I'm not happy for, like, a lot of things. I think it's, like, I'm anxious, and it's just, like, you know, I just feel like it's, like, just a lot, like, being out here and, like, not having, like, things in order. It's just, like, when I go back to, like, you know, wherever I go, it's just, like, trying to prepare for that, trying to, like, keep myself occupied. But then it's like, what do I want to do to keep myself occupied? What makes me happy? What doesn't? Do, am I going to have a job? Am I not? Is my mom, you know, I don't know. It's just like a bunch of things. But I think it's just like, really, I just have so much time to like not do anything. So that's kind of why, especially like out here. But I don't know. We always have stuff to do, but you always just want to stay in the house. Because you're still... <laughs> You okay, guys, so let's start on the first um, topic. So, it's actually moving away from home. I guess it's like we're already on that topic. You're just going to cut me off. No, because I didn't want to talk about it on here. I want to talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Are you going to start? No. Okay, well, moving away from home. I mean, I have a lot of experiences moving away from home. Because I originally lived in New York, and then I moved to Albany, and then I left for college in Alabama. So, I feel like, you know, I mean, me, like, being young, I was always like, okay, like, I moved around a lot. Like, I went to three different high schools. I was just, like, used to that. Moving houses. So, you know, it's just, I've always been like, I love change. Like, you know, change is good. But, you know, moving from, like, you know, moving out to college, that was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of going to lose a sense of stability. And a, a stability, I've realized, is a big thing for me. It's like when I thought I liked change, it's like, no, like, I just want a stable, like, house. And so I was stuck here, like, you know, if I were to have children and get married, like, I just want to live in, like, one house until my children are, like, you know, eight, like, they move out or whatever they're going to do. Because it's just, like, I feel like having that stability is a big thing. Well, it was for me and just for, like, young people. It's just, like, not everyone has, like, okay, well, I can go home this break or, like, okay, well, I know where I'm going to be for the next two years or... My mom, you know, like, you know, so, and that's always been my life. Like, I always had to just be, like, very flexible in that area. Like, even, especially now, you know, with me and Kiara about to get our apartment, 
it's just like okay I'll I'll have like you know a stable place but it's just like okay but this is my responsibility now and it's different having like stability when it's like not your responsibility like when it's your parents responsibility so it's interesting to see I mean I know for other people like you know different things moving away from home is hard for them but I think a big thing for me is just like stability like having that okay I can come back or okay I know I'm gonna be there you know definitely yeah but yeah for me I feel like I have like a different experience because when I was thinking about when Anastasia and I talked about this topic like before I like moved away from home like before I moved to Alabama like I used to think that like like me and my family we live in like this we live in a valley basically we live in the Antelope Valley whatever so like we moved like so we had we had like one house for most of my life and then my mom ended up selling it and then we moved like three times because like we were renting and just different things happened with the renters so we moved like in different areas of the Antelope Valley three different times into the house we live in now and like I used to be like I like I hated moving like um it was just always like a really big deal for me and I felt like okay well I was so and my mom is also like um a foster parent so we've always had people coming kind of in and out of our house and like my mom always kind of like helps family members out who aren't doing the best so, like you know they come and live with us so I used to think I was like really good at change like I used to have like big change always happening in my life and um. But I always did have a sense of stability because I've always, my entire life, for as long as I can remember, I've always had my little brother, my little sister, my grandma, my mom. No matter where I lived, no matter what house we moved into, uh, those four people have always been the constant in my life, no matter what. So moving to college, I was like, what? Like, I'm thinking like, oh, it's going to be so easy. I'm so used to change. I'm so used to different. Like, I'm going to just adapt so well. And that wasn't really a reality for me because, you know, I quickly learned that, you know, what I thought was change is not really what change was, you know, and I wasn't as good with change as I thought I was. I was in a new state, a new culture, a new everything. Like I I moved from, you know, being one to two black kids in a classroom to there being nothing but black kids in a classroom and me being one of those other black kids. And it's like, <laughs> I can't be like, oh, the teacher's racist because like, you know, like it's HBCU, you know, just different things like that. Like, um... I really, I really learned, you know, like, I, it was a really big shock for me, and it was, like, a really hard change, and when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking about, like, this last semester, my first semester of my sophomore year, where this current semester that we just ended, um, I got really badly sick, and um, for three weeks, I was, I don't know if it was corona, I don't know what it was, but um, I had a really bad ear infection, and, like, I was throwing up, like, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, and, um, yeah, I just didn't feel the best. And I was really sick. I was like bedridden for like almost three weeks. Um, on and off, I would say for three weeks, um, I would be just in the bed. And um, it was really hard because like here at my house, as Anastasia can attest to, like my grandma and my mom, they're very like attentive. Like my grandma kind of cleans up after everybody. Like, you know, my grandma takes care of everybody. Like, you know, anything we need, my grandma and my mom are here for me. Like, they're gonna do like anything like if I leave my clothes on the floor my grandma's gonna pick them up after me or just different things like that so like you know being sick and not really having anyone to like you know be as attentive to me as like I usually was it was really hard for me I was just like whoa like 
I have to like do everything myself and it was just like it was really scary and it was really like you know it was hard for me and for my family because my like my grandma and my mom like they're calling Anastasia yelling at her like buy me a ticket to come get her like you know like I want my daughter to come home right now and I felt so bad for Anastasia because like they're like yelling at her but they were just worried about me and it was just like just that situation and just like a lot of things like you know I really miss my family and everything it was it's very hard to like adapt to a new place then when I thought that I was so like adaptable I thought like you know oh I was made for this like you know yeah it's very interesting especially like that college transition like leaving your home to just be out there in the world like you said by like you know having to like do things yourself and just like having to become an adult yeah it's it's a lot. Yeah, like, even, like, I would say, like, if you ask any of my friends here, like, I was very, like, independent in high school, what I thought was independence. Like, I had my own job, I had my own car, so, like, I didn't really, like, you know, to go to work, to go to school, like, you know, I kind of just did it on my own terms, and, like, whenever I hung out with my friends, like, you know, my mom wasn't big on, like, you know, I don't know, my mom wasn't very strict, so, like, I could really, you know, just do as I please as long as I let her know, like, where I'm at most of the time, you know? So, like, going to school and, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, I've already been independent. Like, I've been living in this world by myself. Like, <laughs> little did I know, like, you know, that that really wasn't, it's not the same thing. It's not. Yeah. Even, yeah, when you do have so much independence at home, like, it's still really hard when you get to school. Because, like, you have just, like, the struggles of being at school and then, like, the struggles of, like, being life. It's just a lot. Woo. What, two years? Well, is this two years? Technically, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Almost done, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, college is really, it's it's a really, like, big growing experience. And, Definitely. like, you know, just me from high school and me now, like, I'm just, a, like, such a different person. Like, I have, like, my, my, my Finsta, like, my spam page, and I go back and read my old posts, and I'm just like... Excuse me, I thought the world was ending over, like, the smallest things. And it's so funny looking back at it now, like, you know. Yeah. Just just learning from different things. And that's, like, like losing friends. Like, I used to think that was just, like, the biggest thing in the world. And, like, no, really. like, I hated that feeling so much. But now it's just kind of, like. Yeah. Especially, I feel like losing friends is, like, a prominent topic for me of, like, 2020. It's just, like. I mean, you know, I know we grow, and it's just, like, a lot of my friendships were, like, my friendships from, like, high school or, like, before high school. So, it's just, like, you have to, like, know, like, okay, maybe you guys are just, like, outgrown each other. Or maybe it's just, like, you guys have grown into people, and that's okay. It's really okay. And I know, for me, you really have to know, like, when to stop trying to force things, when to just be mature enough to be, like, well, this is not working for me anymore. And then you have to be mature enough to handle that. Like, okay, because like Kira was saying, like, I mean, losing friends sucks. Like, it's just going to suck. But it's just, like, it's healthier to just acknowledge that and move on rather than to just do, I mean, I don't know what else you could do if, like, you're not accepting that you have to move on. Try to, I don't know. But it's interesting to see, definitely. And I feel like, Relate friendships and like relationships like I know a lot of people are maybe scared to be alone or maybe like you know 
want not wanting to like lose people but I feel like losing people is like definitely a part of like growing up and you know you're gonna change have you ever heard the saying like you have to lose yourself to find yourself Mm-mm. yeah well I was like wondering what that meant but it's just like I mean you're gonna change and you have to keep up with the pace yeah Definitely. I feel like losing friends, like, it's just, like, it's it's bound to happen. Like, you know, most people are, some people are seasonal and reasonable, you know? Like, and it's just kind of, like, for me, like, especially when you have, like, oh, this is going to be my friend forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the moment, that friendship feels like that, you know? But sometimes that's just not what God, you know, has planned for you. And sometimes, you know, like, you needed to learn one or two things from that person, even if it did take forever for you guys to, like, you know, be friends. Like, you just needed to learn that one thing, or you needed them in that time of your life, and sometimes, you know, yeah. But in in the same aspect, you know, I do think, like, you know, working for friendships is, like, you know, a two-way street, you know, like, just, like, you can't just expect friendships to, like, be there. Both people in the friendships have to work on the friendship or, like, relationship, either one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's also an equal part of, like, you know, just having open communication and, like, you know, knowing where, like, you guys both stand in the friendship. Yeah. And just being, like, being um vulnerable to both sides. Like, you know, sometimes there's people who, you know can't like who who are better off when you guys don't talk every day and then there's friends who you know they might need that attention and if you can't do that you know you that is just like where the friendship kind of like lies I don't know if that made sense Uh, and I feel like that goes into like you know having purpose with like your relationships and your friendships it's just like you know well what do I mean by that like um like, knowing, like, where you guys both stand or, like, knowing, like, okay, well, are we going to grow together or what's going to happen? Or, like, you need me for this or, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like definitely just, like, relationships, I think friendships should be first purposeful. Definitely purposeful. Yeah. And, like, um, yeah, just, like, you know, having... Like, I have so many, like, I say that, but I don't really have so many, but I have, like, a really, um, I have, like, a really small friend, like, people who I consider friends, and, um, like, I love them all dearly, and, like, would literally risk my life for all of them, but, like, like I was telling Anastasia earlier, like, some of them I'd go years without, like, me and my best friend, we've been friends since we've been about, I want to say six years old, maybe even younger, like, for as long as I can remember, Kayla has always been in my life. But, like, we have went, like, literally two, three years without talking with each other just because, like, you know, we were younger. We didn't really, she didn't have a phone or I didn't have a phone. And she lived on one side of town. I lived on another side of town. But, like, always, like, when we do come back together, it's, like, there's no, like, hard feelings. And we both kind of have that understanding, like, you know, we'll talk to each other, like, when we can, you know, and, like. We, we Like, you know, now that we're older and we both have cars, we both have cell phones, we can hang out a lot more. And our little sisters are best friends as well. They're, like, the same age. So that, you know, like, I'll be dropping off my little sister, go see how to kill her, like, vice versa. It's a lot easier for our friendship. But, like, when we were, like, seven, when we were, like, 15, 13, it wasn't that easy for us. So we both just kind of understood that. We both just kind of, like, you know, we still love each other. We still pray for each other separately. But, like you know 
it's just like you know like i remember it was probably like in high school junior maybe sophomore year when we did finally like came back together like we talked like there was no time pass like we just kind of clicked back together it's just always been like that with us and i'm very grateful for that friendship because it taught me that like you know no matter if you talk to a person every day or how close you are with some like how close you think you are with someone it's those genuine relationships that are gonna stay together regardless you're not gonna need to have to talk to each other every day like you're not gonna have to stay in contact all the time and yeah yeah and i realized that about like myself like i've always been like a very like just everywhere person so like you know my communication is just like you know and i've always like moving from like new york it's just like you know i've had friends in new york that like i stopped talking to it just like i mean it's like you know people are not always going to be like right there in your life so I know this for me, it's kind of like harder when like people are like not around me, like, and so it's just like, I mean, I think that's why you have to have purpose. It's just like, okay, well, you know, what do you, what, how are we going to make the friendship work? What, like, you know, what's bothering you? You know, what's, communication is like definitely a big thing. And then it's just like. I was in a place where I could always communicate. Like, I'm still not. It's just, like, not something that, you know, I'm just good at or, like, I'm confident in. So, I just feel like it's interesting when you have to, like, realize, okay, well, you know. I think 2020, like, all the friends that I've lost this year, it's been because, like, my communication is just, like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to see you, but yeah, I think realizing yourself, it helps you realize yourself as well with like losing friends. Like, like what? I, I was still. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's very situational. Like, you know, I don't know. I've never really had a friend who's like been like very like, you know, we have to talk like all the time. But I feel like, you know, it depends on your relationship with that person, your friendship with that person, like, you know. I wouldn't say I'm good with communication, but, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, so, but, yeah. Mental health, I feel like, you know, you know, knowing your friend's mental health, knowing your mental health, knowing, you know, like, where they stand. Sometimes people, you know... I don't know what I'm trying to go with that, but yeah, basically on to our next topic, mental in the men's minority, um, in minority and minority men, mental health. I really like, you know, so I like, like I said, I'm back home and, um, my little brother, he is a Hispanic and he was adopted like, um, two months after he was born. My mom adopted him. She didn't adopt him right then, but yeah, he came to live with us. We fostered him for a little while. Yeah, whatever. We adopted him. And, um, he's grown up with mostly all women around him. Like, mm-hmm. my little sister, me, I used to have a big sister. I had some big brothers, but they all ended up moving out. And, um, so right now it's just my little sister, him, my mom, my grandma. My mom has two foster kids in here. But it's, like, mostly women. Like, he's always had women, like, all around his life. And, like, you know, mental health has been, like, I don't know, I was just talking to him and I've been around him. And I, you know, I can see that he has, like, you know, 
maybe like some anxiety or depression. I'm not a therapist, so I can't really diagnose him, but you know, he is very closed off. You know, he doesn't really like share his emotions much, but I can tell that like, you know, he has emotions to share. And um, he, he has a little sister, my little sister. Um, she's very vocal about her mental health. Like she'll tell you like, you know, I'm not, I'm dealing, I feel like I'm dealing with anxiety. I feel like I'm dealing with depression. Like they've had a lot happen to them in their life for them to be so young. So like, you know, I, we of course know that like, you know, it's prevalent and it's there, but like, you know, none of us are therapists. And, um, you know, but my little sister, like I said, she's very vocal about it. She talks about it. I help her through that. But my little brother is not as the same. And um, I just noticed a pattern. And I, I don't want to say black men. I want to say minority men because of my brother. Like, you know, their mental health is not shown as much. And we, like, you know, a lot of times, us as women, we complain about men being, like, you know, emotionally not available or, like, only wanting us for sex or just different things like that. And I'm just like, you know, well, these men, they probably don't know how to show their emotions. And, like, I worry about that with my my own brother because I'm just like, you know, how does he show his emotions, you know? Like, he's been, he's, like, my mom, like, she lets, she calls him, like, the man of the house. He's, like, you know, he does all of, like, you know, the manly, manly job. Like, take out the trash and, you know, pull the trash can to the front, you know. Just different things like that. My mom's like, oh, those are jobs for a man, you know, so Val can do them. And just different things like that. And it's just like, I don't know what I'm trying to explain. I do know what I'm trying to explain. Um, and, sorry, my mom just texted me. But, um, yeah, I just, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely important. I've been seeing something on social media where it's like, it was like this one meme and it was like, you know, this woman, she was like beating her son. Well, not beating, but she, the meme had like the mom in the picture with a belt in her hand and her son was crying. And so she was like, you know, stop for I give you something to cry for. And then like in the bottom, it was like, you know, now that little boy grown up and it's like this woman, of course, like, I guess his girlfriend begging him to show emotions. And I just feel like I definitely realized that, like, you know, there are double standards in the world and like, you know, men are held to like a different standard. And, you know, I realized that there's like a lot of toxicity going on where it's just like, you know, men are supposed to, you know, be a man and like not. I feel like it's it's kind of misunderstood. It's like being a man doesn't mean that like you know you don't take care of your mental health or like you know you don't show your emotions or stuff like that and so I feel like you know society puts that picture on like okay guys just have to be cold-hearted they have to be closed off they have to do this and it's just like I mean actually like you know you have to take care of yourself as a human being and I feel like part of being like you know like you know I think of my age and like you know Mm -hmm. looking for relationships I feel like part of being a man is like having your mental health together I feel like only a little boy you know wouldn't I don't know. I don't mean that in a harsh way, like, but I feel like, like, you know, as turning into a man, you should be able to address those things and fix those problems. Like, Definitely. you know, I feel like all of us as human beings, we yeah, all have I feel like even being a woman, like you're supposed to try to like fix those problematic yeah, problems. Definitely. And like, I feel like that's a problematic problem. Like, Absolutely. you know, like my little brother has a girlfriend. I don't know how he is with her, but like. You know, I just think, like, you've met Val. Like, he's a very yeah. closed-off person. Yeah, like. and it's so, because I, like, I feel like, like, me and Val are very similar. Like, when I was his age, I feel like I was like that, too. Like, I would just go to my room and just read all day or, like, I didn't really want to engage with my family. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if that's, like, 
because of like my trauma or it's just like because my family annoyed me at the time I love my family though but like being just like you know a teenager a young teenager it's just like yeah I just wanted like so I, I definitely understand but I don't know why I don't know if it's because like Val's just a boy or because like but Val like like comparatively to what he used to be like Val's a lot more outside more than he used to be yeah and I don't know if it's because like you know now he has someone in his room or anything well he had someone before but like you know my brother used to be a very like Saturday for the boys boy like (laughs) he would be like he like you can hear him on his game all the time like bro kill the zombies whatever you get me like that was so weird but yeah like he used to just like only like be in there talk to his friends but now like he's really cool like yeah maybe that's just like a part of did you feel like you had to like that no I definitely I've always been like very outgoing especially like like for me like mm-hmm. it was always like me and Malai shared a room or me and Malai and my older sister shared mm-hmm. a room so it's kind of just like we never really like you know yeah it used to be a lot like you know, when it was really just me Val Malai and my mom and my grandma in the house me and Malai spent like every hour together like me yeah. and Malai were really we still are but like we were super close like we yeah. would like you know I would like playing in her hair we would do makeup just different things like yeah you know, and Val was just kind of, like, the only boy, so he didn't, like, doing that stuff. Yeah. But, like, Val would always still, like, play with us. Like, yeah. we he'd be like, no, I'm not going to play with your dolls. But, like, he would play with, like, you know, we always had a whole bunch of board games in the house. Or, like, yeah. you know. Definitely. I remember trying to, like, learn how to vat my axe and to teach me how to play his Xbox. <laughs> it was, like, the worst day of my life. <laughs> not the worst it was day. so embarrassing. But, um... But yeah, like it's always like we've never been. It's never been like oh, Val's just kind of been closed off. But he's all he has always kind of been like you know he has his life outside of us. But me yeah. and Malai have always had like you know our lives are, like we like my Milan is really friends with all my friends. You yeah. know, like you know or something like that. Like so, do you feel like well, you know, with Val being Hispanic and like you know us being black, do you feel like? you know, my, there's an emphasis, well, there should be an emphasis on mental health in, like, the minority communities as opposed to, like, the majority of, like, men? Because I know this topic is, like, well, the mental health in minority. So, you don't, Val is a minority. Right, Hispanic, yeah. Being Hispanic is a minority, but mm-hmm. I think, um, sorry, can you ask me the question again? I was saying, like, do you feel like there should be an, en- there should be, there's not, like, an emphasis on mental health in minority communities? Especially with, like, men. Because I know the topic of this is, like, mental health in the mi- with minority men. So you asked me, like, do I think majority of men have these problems? Yeah. Or is it, like, like do you feel like minority communities are affected differently? Like I feel men? like minority communities are affected differently. Like, even though, like, Vadimar and Malaya are Hispanic, I feel like, you know... They've grown up in a black household. They don't know anything about, like, their Hispanic culture, although that is where their, like, you know, DNA background is. Yeah. Like, Vladimir closer, closer identifies with the black community than he does the Hispanic community yeah. just because he's grown up, like, with us. Okay. But he, like, you know, at the end of the day, he'll always be Hispanic. He'll never be black, you get me? But, you know, yeah. I just feel like, I mean, personally, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm really trying to say this right, but, like, the majority would be, like, you know, the white people, you know, white men, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't know any of, I don't know any white men person, like, you know, close enough to say, like, you know, they need emphasis, or the white men that I do know, they have had, like, resources for their mental health, or, like, yeah. they've had those spaces with their own families to, like, you know, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not writing it off or I'm not saying that it's not there, but I'm just saying like, I feel like it's different for minority families just because like, you know, minorities, we have different struggles to face, like as men and women. Mm -hmm. So like they're, but they're, but the minority men get pushed off before the minority women do. Like um, black women are the number, um, the number one genre of people I don't think that was the right word. <laughs> but, like, we're the number one... Um, demographic? Demographic that um, falls under psychology. Yeah. Black women are, like, one of the main people who major in that in college. So we're aware of our mental health. I'll say even personally, like, you know, my mom put me in therapy when I was um, yeah. younger. And, like, you know, my mom acknowledged my mental health, you know. And the same thing with my sister. Like, we acknowledge her mental health, but right. we don't... Just because Val shows it differently, we don't acknowledge it as much because right, yeah. his is a lot more hidden and he doesn't like speak about it that much right. even though it's clear that it's there you know yeah. so like yeah if that makes sense I, but I don't know like I've never lived in a white household like you know I don't know what goes on yeah. but even my like white women I don't know how they deal with their mental health like I, I'm friends with them but like I don't know how yeah you know I understand me same with me I mean I yeah, I mean, I feel like experience, experiencing it firsthand, you have like a more a better perspective. Yeah. So, it's that's interesting, definitely interesting. Um. It's, I just like you know for like my little brothers, you know, I hope that. You know they get that outlet and, you know, their dad, can help them do that and, even myself and like you know. Just I pray for our minorities, and I, I really pray for everyone. But yeah, it's definitely I think something that should have should bring awareness and to like be normalized, so that people feel like men feel more comfortable to speak on it, and then like you know fix these these troubles. Yeah, even like you know, yeah, I just feel like. You know, men and these communities, they just really need to be acknowledged. And, like, you know, Definitely. I feel like, like, you know, even my little brother, I've sat down and talked to him, like, hey, Ballard, how are you doing? How's your mental health? He's a lot more closed off on it. And he's like, you know, oh, like, you know, he just not is not as open with talking about it. And I feel like, you know, it's just, like, him even feeling like, you know, oh, like, he shouldn't be talking about this or he shouldn't feel this way. That's problematic within itself because, like, like I said, my little sister, she she personally did go through more trauma than Val did. Mm-hmm. But Val, he's a lot like, you know, he kind of pushes it off. And Malai's very, you know, she's open, she's vocal, she likes to deal with it. Yeah. And she likes to, like, let out her feelings. And, like, I don't even remember, like, since Val's hit puberty, like, the last time he's cried. But, like, I can tell you Malai's cried, like, all, like, you know, all the time, like, yeah. you know, she'll call me or, like, you know, anything, yeah. so it's just, like, it's just all about, you know, yeah, yeah, like, being, being vocal and honest and just having those conversations, but it's also, like, you know, a lot of times, like, you can't, like, you know, it's not always can be, can be fixed, never mind, that's not what I'm gonna say, you just scratch it out. <laughs> 
Skirt. Wow, not 31 minutes. Our Potty Wadi cast is d- over, guys. I'm sorry. We should name this episode Potty Wadi cast. Potty Wadi cast, I'm down. Are you gonna? Okay, Adam says he's gonna type it all up, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be up within 30 minutes. Okay, dude. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.